Welcome to the Everyday Advocate Podcast, where we sit down and talk about empowered leadership and healthy relationships as we work in the field of human trafficking and how you can grow as a mentor and leader wherever you are today. This episode talks about human trafficking and shares details that are for mature audiences. Please be advised. Well, hi, I'm Jessica, and I'm sitting across the table from my dear friend, Audrey. Hey, yo. And we're excited to bring these next two episodes to mm-hmm. you. We did recently a series on trauma, and we had our dear friend Sarah Clark on sharing about how trauma affects our brain and our bodies and what that might play out in our everyday mm-hmm. lives. And we wanted to do a follow-up to make it a little bit more practical. Like, how does this play out in our everyday work and relationships? How can we use a trauma-informed approach in you know our everyday lives so mm-hmm. we're going to spend a couple episodes talking about that today we are talking about trauma-informed storytelling our friend jasmine minor who works for wish tv she she's a two-time emmy winning investigative reporter and anchor for them and so in her work she is rubbing up against trauma people who have experienced trauma traumatic events mm-hmm. right and so we wanted to ask her how do you approach that work with a trauma-informed lens? And the other cool thing about Jasmine is that she has a passion for anti-trafficking. She has relationships with some anti, with some trafficking survivors, mm-hmm. and so she brings that too into her work. And it's a just a really neat connection that we have here at Allies with her. Yeah, yeah. She was just. She's also just a really cool person. She's very down to earth, mm-hmm. and I loved getting to sit down with her and hear a little bit about her personal story and her experiences. But yeah, just hearing how she utilizes a trauma-informed lens to her job and how that trans like translates to her personal life. And I just think it's really cool. And I think those listening today uh, to this episode will really leave inspired to, or think critically maybe even about, well, how can I do this in my life? How can I take that trauma episode back in the beginning of the podcast and understand trauma a little bit more and then apply it to my life, my work and my relationships. Yeah. I love how she talked about seeing people as whole people Mm -hmm. and that, you know, if we do small acts of kindness toward people, if Mm -hmm. we can do like one, you know, just one thing, we don't have to make like the biggest impact and and do all the things, but being cognizant every day of how we are impacting people and serving people. So I was really inspired by that. I think you will be too. Yeah. All right. Good morning. I'm excited to jump into this conversation because we have a friend from the community with us today, Jasmine Miner. So excited. I know. We we were actually talking this morning. How long ago was it that we were initially connected? Because we would have had really no other way really for our paths to cross. Right. I think almost a year. Was it last year that so we really that connected? Time, maybe, I yeah. Would say? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of hit it off from there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I reached out to you or if we just met Did through our other connections. Us? I know Mandy was part of the connection. Yes, right? Mandy. Yes, yeah. Mandy was part of the connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's amazing because I feel like our passions just align. Yeah. And like it makes here sense. we are. Yeah. yeah. Here yeah. we are. What yeah. real quick? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, when you find people that have similar passions in this field, in particular, you kind of try to latch onto them. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. around, and 
make sure we're all, you know, in it together because we need each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we're excited for this conversation today. Glad that we've continued to remain Mm -hmm. connected in our, in in the ways that we, that it makes sense because we're going to, the reason we had you on today is because we wanted to talk about how other fields, other occupations still have rub up against trauma every day. And so it's important Mm. that everyone kind of understands what trauma is, what trauma informed means and why, you know, it's not just people that work in service provision or in the anti-trafficking field need to have those kind of tools. So we'll unpack that in a little bit, but we like to start our episodes by saying, by asking the question, what is encouraging you? Because these are heavy topics. Sometimes Audrey and I, at the end of these episodes, we're like, oh, we're exhausted. (laughs) And so we want to just start on a positive note. So this can be related, unrelated, but what, what's been encouraging you lately? You know, I have a great group of friends, just girlfriends that I meet with every Monday night. And I, I would say we, we were supposed to get together to really talk about our, our faith and everything. But this past week, we're, we were talking about boy crushes, <laughs> honestly. As and, you do. <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple of my friends have a, a, some boy crushes at church, and I'm trying to be sort of the tie between mm. them meeting these guys. Mm-hmm. I really am. So what, a, what a fun place to play. Right, such a right, fun role. right, exactly. <laughs> I'm a little bit more of an extrovert than some of my friends, mm-hmm. so they're a little sh- shyer, nervous, yeah. things like that. And so, you know, it's something so small, but we talk about how important community is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you guys know, as a anchor and reporter in the news, you know, my job can be very heavy at times. And so just having that nugget of a couple hours on Monday night Mm -hmm. just to laugh and enjoy and talk Mm -hmm. about silly things like boys men (laughs) you know I just I just think it's so much fun and it really just it really just encouraged and lifted me up to have that that mental break Mm -hmm. Um, and just be able to have some fun yeah Yeah. kind of lifts you up out of the seriousness yeah and gives you some perspective yeah it does and Mm -hmm. it also just reminds me how much something as little as having those conversations and having that meet up mm-hmm. and how far that impacts, you know, each of us individually mm-hmm. and how much we all really need that. Mm-hmm. So I can it's, imagine it's, it's probably a discipline for you to keep that space sacred. Yes. Those Monday evenings, like yes. set it apart. Yes. Like that is a, I can't miss it. And what's great is in my group, we have such awesome accountability. Mm-hmm. So if there are times where I'm like, Hey guys, I'm working late. You know, I'm getting texts saying, no, you're not. <laughs> you're coming yeah. to this. Yeah. You're not missing it yes. this week. You know, get your butt over here kind yeah. of thing. And so, and I love that because, you know, sometimes you're going in, you're like, oh, I'm too tired. I don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. But once you get there, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I came. Yeah. I'm so glad I was able to give myself a little bit of a break. So yes, that is a very sacred place for me of this needs to be an absolute thing I do every week. I love that yes. you have the accountability too for some yes. like one of your friends and like that you guys have allowed that with each other to yes. say like hey, mm, no turn the work off like, <laughs> right. come like have some fun like Take even if break. you stay a little less time than you normally do or right. whatever exactly but I feel like having it like pre-planned is probably helpful mm. too because I know like for me like if I, I feel like the the disciplines in my life too that are the most encouraging are the ones that are just like regular like if I mm-hmm. I mean of course, I love like a random like one-off hangout with a girlfriend or you know mm-hmm. somebody, but the ones that are just like constant and steady. That's like right. I feel like right. what is helpful to kind of keep yourself grounded. Yeah, so, exactly. So cool. Yeah, 
Love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Okay. So tell us just a little bit about, okay, we know you've kind of shared a little bit about yourself yeah. and what is encouraging yeah. you, but tell us who is Jasmine? <laughs> what do you do? Tell us about your journey into the industry that you're working in. Gosh, what all a complicated things, right? question. I know. It's like so many layers. <laughs> Bring it down however you want to, but just tell us a little bit about. Well, everybody, my name's Jasmine. You can call me Jazzy if you like. Or Ooh, Jay. A lot of people go by that. My last name is Minor. Sometimes I get Major Minor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it just major was a minor. thing. Yes. But no, I am originally from Chicago. My parents grew up here in Indianapolis. A lot of my relatives are here in Indy. So it's my home away from home. I work for Wish TV Channel 8. I'm an anchor and investigative reporter. And getting into this business, wow, that was not really meant to be. I never wanted to be a journalist mm. or in news. Oh, I was going to ask that. I feel like yeah. sometimes people have that goal. Like, I want to be on TV. Yeah, usually TV. it's when you're yeah. young, uh -huh. you know. But I grew up playing tennis. I played tennis in college at Georgia Tech. And then I actually got hurt my senior year, hurt my wrist. And I was a business and finance major. And something about cubicles scares me. <laughs> I, I told my, my college counselor that I said, I cubicles, I just, I don't know if can't do it. Right. Cause yeah. it feels very confined. Yes. Like, yeah. You feel confined even on a creative, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. path you feel confined, but in tennis, you know, you travel almost every couple of weeks in a different state or different country. And I've been doing that since I was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So for me to be in the same place doing this, like mm -hmm. it would just be so mundane. I didn't like it. So, and all my teammates were like, you'd be good on TV. You know, you do all the interviews, whatever. And I said, okay. So my senior year, I went over to the journalism school. Mind you, I'm not a journalism major, right? <laughs> okay. I just went over to the head of the department. And I said, Hey, it's too late to change my major, but can you let me into your senior classes? And she said, I need you to come with something big, get a big mm -hmm. internship, whatever, like show me that you're good. Hmm. So I did that. Wow. And then I came back and I actually started my own late night talk show. I did. I it was with that. athletes. That's um, so cool. So that was like our theme for Valentine's Day. We actually, so you know how on Jimmy Kimmel they do, they read mean tweets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for Valentine's Day, we had the football players come on and read love tweets. That's amazing. So <laughs> it was, it was really great. That was one of my favorite segments. But you know, I did that. I sort of got a team together and we would put on the show once a week. We'd invite students and things like that. And then we'd actually sell tickets and we'd give it to a nonprofit. Oh, neat. Um, yeah. So that was sort of my passion in that and that one thing led to another and here I am wow yeah I love that bold move you're like okay I'm just gonna yeah. go for it yes I tend to do that a lot <laughs> sometimes it gets me in trouble but I am very much I love to be a sponge mm -hmm. I remember telling that head of the department you know I don't know anything I don't know anything. I don't know what a reel is. I don't know anything about journalism but that's the best place to be because mm -hmm. you get to ask the dumb questions you mm -hmm. get to ask the questions people overlook you get to watch and study and mm -hmm. learn and almost like be like a child again yeah you know and yeah. absorb all that information and that's really what i think makes the most successful people in whatever mm -hmm. they're they're doing is their ability to listen yeah. and their ability to watch and learn mm -hmm. and so i really try to make that something that i do with everything I feel like that is such a good quality. I feel like on another episode we talked kind of in that same vein of like having that posture of just mm. like I want to learn anything and everything that I yeah. can. Like yeah. it helps people go far. I feel like yeah. the best interns and volunteers we've had, like that have turned into staff or just long, mm -hmm. long time, you know, mm -hmm. partners or donors even have been those people that have just been like, I don't know anything about this issue, but 
I'm here and I'm, I'm ready it. and I yeah. don't know anything and everything. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And someone had to take a risk on you too. Yes. You're right. That is so true. The other side of she that. took a risk on me. It, her name's Deb and she's Go the Deb. best. She's, she's got bright red hair. She's like super creative. Love Deb. Shout out to Deb. But you no, know, she really did. And pretty much everyone else along my journey kind of mm-hmm. had to do yeah. the same thing. But I think... It's, I think it always comes down to taking a risk on yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. ultimately, you can stand up for something that you love, something that you're passionate about, but not everybody around you always stands with you. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have to be able to yeah. believe in yourself. And that's a good word, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You have to kind of go first. You have to yeah. go first, mm-hmm. and that can be really scary. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people don't see the vision Mm -hmm. until later on, but you have to be the one that says, I see my vision. I see myself. Mm -hmm. I see it playing out. And I just gotta, I just gotta do it. Sometimes other people just need some more time to catch up and that's cool too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Be on the bandwagon. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So you said too, um, during your very first late night talk show that you put together, you ended up selling tickets, right? And then the proceeds went to a nonprofit. Yes. I'm interested in that. Is that like kind of your, was that your first like intro into nonprofit work or like partnering with nonprofits or what is that? What was that journey like? And why, why is that like your passion? Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I think I've always had a passion to help others and give back. Dad, uh, when I was 10 years old, I remember he, he sat me on his lap in, in his rocking chair and he was like, jazz, you're going to go far. You're going to go really far, but it's important to give back. And he gave me sort of this picture. He said, you could go to a third world country and you could be the person who grabs a bucket and goes down to the river and fills up that bucket and brings it up to the village and you'll help one family. Or you could be the person who orders a bunch of water bottles and brings them to the village and maybe you'll help a couple hundred. But, and I was like, but what daddy? And he was like, if you can be the person that designs the entire water filtration system, Mm -hmm. you save thousands, you change generations. Mm -hmm. And he says, it doesn't matter which person you are in the story, but the point is is that you have the opportunity to be educated. You have the opportunity to go to college, to build a community, to build what you guys have here Mm -hmm. at Allies. You do it. Mm -hmm. You take that opportunity. And so he told me that when I was 10. And so that... That pretty much was, I want to say, the inspiration for everything that I've done since then. Mm -hmm. I didn't know a lot about a lot of things, but I knew that there were things and skills in me that could be a helping hand. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big part of, you know, doing something like the late night talk show as students and saying, hey, can we find a way to give back Mm -hmm. to our student community, our nonprofits mm-hmm. that need help just yeah. around the area. It's, maybe it's not a lot, but yeah. it's something, something, right? And it brings, yeah. it brings awareness. So that's mm-hmm. really where that started in me. I love, that. Awesome. I love that visual that you have of your dad. Yeah, That will probably stay with yes. you forever. Yes. Yes, and, it does. Um, man, it, it also speaks to 
this is a side tangent, but I just was thinking he probably didn't know in that moment how profound that was for you. Yeah. Yeah. When you were 10, mm-hmm. he probably yeah. was just passing on some word of, words of yeah. wisdom. Didn't probably know that all of these get it. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. like in the next yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. There were, there have been moments where I did, you know what I yeah. mean? So let's be real there. Like yeah. definitely moments where I totally <laughs> forgot about that. And dad's like, bring it back for you. Yeah. No, he, he, I, I don't know how much he realized, but it definitely had a major mm-hmm. impact on me. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's okay. a good, mm-hmm. it's a good word too. <clears throat> okay, so that probably started you, or at least was part of your journey getting into really meaningful work. And mm-hmm. you know, I want to talk a little bit about your connection to the field of anti-trafficking because yeah. this is not a random connection that we no, have, it's right? It's not. So I would love to hear more about how you got connected with anti-trafficking. What role has that played in your yeah. life and in your journey? Yeah, you know, I would say. For me, it probably started, you know, in college. And I'll, and I'll be real upfront with you guys. I've shared this story before. You know, I've gone through my own level of sexual abuse. And that started in college for me. And it was at a time before the Me Too movement. Yeah. It just, and as a student athlete, it just wasn't something that you didn't talk about mm-hmm. it. To be honest with you, I didn't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. It, it, or how to describe it. I just knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was dealing with trauma and PTSD shortly afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know, how do you deal with that? How do you Mm -hmm. go to the police? How do you go to those that are supposed to support you? Mm -hmm. And then there was the whole factor of, am I going to be believed, right? Mm -hmm. I don't really have concrete proof. It was Mm -hmm. just me and this other man, right? and so it's, it's like, what do you do in that situation? And I think there was something that arose in me of this need to seek justice for, for others. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to be able to find healing because I have community around mm-hmm. me, right? I have access yeah. to therapists, to people who can help me and talk me through it, mm-hmm. right? So there was for me, not just healing, but forgiveness for that other person, mm-hmm. right? But I realized not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really where it started, where I just had a natural passion for women in domestic violence situations, sexual abuse, physical abuse, situations because I had been part of that situation Mm -hmm. on my own. And I think where it really started to stem into sex trafficking was when I met my friend Alexis Martin, who she is 23 now, I want to say. But when she was 14, she was trafficked and she ended up going to being arrested and charged with first degree murder when she was trying to escape her pimp. Mm. Something happened with the, the trial. The attorney at the time did not bring up the fact that she was being trafficked, which would have protected her right. and mm-hmm. made her immune right. from any crimes related to trafficking. So mm-hmm. she ends up serving a life sentence and able to get out for a little bit due to a governor's pardon, and that's where she met me. But we really connected, and she is now, you know, my baby sister. You know, <laughs> I, I love, I love her, I love her to death. But, but it, it's amazing everything that comes with it, not just with the healing and the process of going through that for yourself. But a lot of times the systems that are in place aren't really set up for victims and and not really set up for survivors either. And so I think the more, again, being that sponge Mm -hmm. where I just learn more and more, I felt like that was an area where I really wanted to to dig deep on that and to give back. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. It's, 
you know, everyone has a different kind of path into mm-hmm. trafficking work yeah. and interest in it. And so it's, and, but I think it's unique and special when there is like a personal connection and you're like, you know yeah. what, I'm going to use what happened to me to advocate and to yeah. make things better and do mm-hmm. right and sit by, sit and kind of be the victim. But yeah. I am always just so impressed with people who use that to catapult yeah. them into action. And so mm-hmm. just yeah. really grateful that you were able to do that. Yeah. And I, I've learned that vulnerability breeds vulnerability, yes. right? Yeah. When we are able to again, take that risk on ourselves mm-hmm. and say, you know what, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. This is what I've dealt with. Mm-hmm. There are times when I feel okay. And there are times when I don't, mm-hmm. right. It, it tends to sort of open that door to others being like, you know what, there are times when I don't feel okay too, mm-hmm. right? When I'm not okay too, when I'm dealing with things too, not just in this field, but really anything. And so that's where I really try to just be open and honest mm-hmm. yeah. to allow more room for that growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think also like even hearing about your friend Alexis too mm-hmm. and knowing like knowing another person's story or knowing yeah. another person's like name along mm-hmm. with it and allowing even if you didn't have that personal, mm-hmm. you know, story or experience to kind of like prompt you into that. I know knowing people and like putting a name to a, you know, a face to a yeah. name or you know, really I know in my situation, like in, in how I like continue on in this work mm-hmm. is because of all the girls that I know. And I like know their names and mm. some of the girls, I know their stories. Some girls, I I've never heard their stories, yeah. but they're in our program. Right. And so I, I can imagine, you know, some of it, at least the trauma. And so just, I feel like that knowing a person mm. by name, knowing their face or a little bit of, of who they are and seeing them as yeah. a whole person helps us keep going too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So absolutely. I love that you have that connection with her Yeah, too. Probably to bounce a little bit from each other. Yeah. Uh, you probably learn from her too. I'm I sure. I learn a lot anytime I've gone and visited her. I mean, we just have these epic long mm-hmm. conversations <laughs> about literally anything and everything. But I think with both of us, something that is so important is you know, and I know, I know a lot of times we use the term survivors, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Which, which is important. And it's a big distinguishment from being a victim, Mm -hmm. right? There's, there's a certain level of power Mm -hmm. that someone gets from saying I I survived. But Alexis and I, you know, we've had this conversation where we'd be like, you know, we don't want to just survive. Mm -hmm. We want to be free, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We want to be totally released and totally free. And that really is, I think, my dream Mm -hmm. for anyone who's gone through trafficking, any kind of abuse, where it's, I don't want you just to survive, Mm -hmm. to say that I have to get through this or I have to find ways to get through this. I want you to be so free Mm -hmm. from it completely. And that that really, for me, is, you know, whether they ever get there or not, is is the ultimate goal, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of keeps me moving. Just to play one little part, you know, any part that you can play in that that person's journey. I think that, I mean, it's so aligned with what we have at the Allies Mentorship Program, specifically our you know, on paper and we don't talk about it that much because it's not the program goal, but the long-term outcome, you know, mm-hmm. that we want for those that enter our program is that they would sustain their freedom from exploitation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't just be defined as a survivor because that's right. still connecting you to your past. Right. Right. So there is freedom in that, but I love that. That's kind of your heart too. Yeah. Being able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and realize 
yes, this happened to me, but I'm so much more so than much this more. one instance. A lot yeah. of times what will happen in these cases is that one instance or that period of time becomes so immaculate in our mm. minds that it's it becomes how we define ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it really, that's such a lie mm-hmm. because every person is so, so much more yeah. than what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. We're way more complex. Yes, <laughs> way more complex than way that. more. Beautifully made, but wonderfully complex. Yeah. That's what wonderfully I love that. I feel like that leads in so well to what we wanted to talk about next. And that Mm -hmm. is like your trauma informed approach at your work Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. and what you just said, like seeing people for who they are as a whole person Mm -hmm. and not just the trauma that happened to Mm -hmm. them, not defining them by that. That is such a significant piece of Mm -hmm. being what we, you know, call trauma informed. That term kind of gets floated around, Mm -hmm. but I think that is the, the baseline, you know, at, at the base baseline of trauma informed, it's seeing them as whole people, not mm. just what happened to them mm-hmm. and treating them that way. And so can you talk a little bit about, I guess, also your interaction with any, you know, survivors in the anti-trafficking field, but then your work, you're, yeah. you know, you're not necessarily rubbing up against trafficking every day, but trauma in yeah. general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're entering into those conversations with those people or those situations, knowing what it means to have a trauma-informed approach. Like, how, do, yeah. how does that change the way that you do your work? Yeah. You have to think about... You have to put yourself in that other person's shoes, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when you show up to a shooting, let's say, and, you know, usually there's family members, there's neighbors around, mm-hmm. to just go up and ask somebody, you know, what happened or what can you tell me? It's just very harsh. Yeah. People need time to process There has to be a sense of, you get it, I get it, Mm -hmm. right? This is hard. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. it's hard. Connecting first. Right, connecting that. Mm -hmm. You know, I will, I usually, and the way you phrase questions I say is, is, extremely important Mm -hmm. so for me you know like in for that example of dealing with gun violence you know if I'm talking to a mom or a parent of you know a kid that was just shot and killed you know I will say look doing an interview there's no pressure Mm -hmm. you do not need to do this this is just an opportunity Mm -hmm. some people like to use it as a way to release express some people want people to know who their boy was, who mm-hmm. their who their girl was, right? Mm-hmm. Other people need time to process. And mm-hmm. I go, that's okay too, right? Mm-hmm. There's no problem. And when you talk about trauma trauma informed reporting, that you're dealing with people, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have we have all these headlines that say, you know, fourteen year old kid shot and killed, mm-hmm. right? Who was that kid? Right. What did he like? What he or her, what did they like to do? Mm -hmm. You know, what was special and unique to them? Bring their humanity into it. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's important. And I think even just from a media standpoint, this is something that is ever evolving, right? This is something that I continue to grow in, but we as an industry need to continue Mm -hmm. to grow in, right? We have to be able to see people as people and sometimes i think uh, a lot of times with media stories i will notice that we need almost like a perfect victim Mm. you know typically it's the white victim who's blonde Mm -hmm. who was just a great student and comes from a good family and didn't Mm -hmm. deserve what happened Mm -hmm. to them right Right. that's typically what happens and that that really is done in studies if you look at the way media reports missing persons cases yeah yeah typically if, if that missing person was a white child 
gets more attention than it does black or brown children, Mm -hmm. right? Why is that? You know, so it's really paying attention to some of those little things, knowing the difference of when to say victim and when to say survivor, Mm -hmm. right? There is, that is important. And a lot of people get that, get that wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you have to remember that it's not just you know, Joe Smo sitting mm-hmm. on the couch watching the news who maybe has no connection to the story, a survivor might see my story. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Someone else who has some kind of connection, right? Yeah. And even if it is Joe Smo, this is my opportunity to teach, mm-hmm. to learn, mm-hmm. right? And so you wanna be able you wanna be very, very careful with your words because words, images, they have power. They yeah. have big time power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like there's so many different things to consider in reporting, which yeah. I feel like, you know, if you troll like the comment section on any, yes. on any news yes. story, it's kind of like my pastime <laughs> because I just like, <laughs> like to scroll and see how ridiculous people can be, but people don't get that. Like a lot of times yeah. I feel like people don't yeah. understand that like you're trying to speak to literally everybody yeah. all at once. So crafting the right language right. around the story while so like honoring the news story, but also educating, but also right. speaking to someone who else, someone else that might be in that situation. Like there's so many different people that you're trying to speak mm. to, yeah, which seems way more complicated. And mm-hmm. I, if more it people is. understood that that work is not just like, you're not just showing up just to say, Hey, here's what happened, but you're, there's so much more that goes into it. Then maybe those comments wouldn't yeah. be as, yeah. you know, mm-hmm ridiculous for yeah. lack of better words. <laughs> no, it, um, people are, you know, people so. are tough. People are tough. Yeah. Look, yeah. It, it's, and it, it's, it's, <laughs> don't recommend being in the industry, you know, <laughs> if you, you know, sort of don't have somewhat of a, a hard shell, yeah. right? Cause you, yeah. you have to sort of filter that off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it, it is difficult. You know, something at my last station that I had brought up is use of mug shots, for mm-hmm. example. Um, so Sometimes you'll, again, that perfect victim, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when police will report a shooting or someone who's, who's died, sometimes they'll send along a picture. Occasionally that victim will be someone who has had some involvement in the system, mm-hmm. so they'll have a mugshot. And police won't have a family picture, so they'll send the mugshot. This is the mugshot of the victim. Yeah. Not Gosh. the shooter, not the, right, right. That happens a lot. Wow. It's Especially with black men yeah. that typically takes the top mm-hmm. keep. And so, you know, I had made it a point to sort of, you know, go to my management at my last station and say, look, we need to have a mugshot policy. Mm-hmm. If that person's the victim, we don't use it. Man. You know, we, if we can find a family picture that they like and they want us to use, awesome. That's great. But if it's a mugshot, because I mean, think, I mean, think about that, yeah. right? Let's say you went and you made a mistake at some point in your life, mm-hmm. right? You got arrested. Yeah, mugshot. And then years later, you're the one who gets killed. Mm-hmm. And the, sh- the picture of you that is floating around the internet and is on every TV station in the city that you grew up in mm-hmm. is your mugshot of the one time yeah, you where you mistake. made a yeah. mistake. Mm. That is what people are looking at, you ask. Yeah. That's an awful thing yeah. to think about, yeah. right? So it's even, it's, it's not just, like I said, the words and the images are so important, but it's it's the way we use them. It's the mm-hmm. context that we put them in. Yeah. And I can't say that every reporter and station has it right, Yeah. yeah. right? I won't even say my own place has it fully right all the time. Mm-hmm. But the point is it, that it is indicative of us to move forward saying this is important. We can mm-hmm. take a look at it. Yeah.
I love that you advocated in that way because I can imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but I can imagine that there is almost a pressure to sensationalize and to (laughs) get the headline to attract attention instead of using a trauma-informed approach. Right, right. I can imagine that there There, would be. There's a balance. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, you know, the news is still a business, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of times when I am in a big fight where it's journalism versus clickbait. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's still a business that yeah. still has to support itself financially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, like, let's let, you know, let's be real and, and putting that out there. That's mm-hmm. not something to stray away from. Right. That does not excuse though, mm-hmm. not being able to do journalism the right. That doesn't mean we always get it right. And that doesn't mean we have to be accountable for mm-hmm. our actions. And there are times when, man, I'm like, oh, I said that thing on air and that was just, that wasn't right. Yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't, you know what I mean? I didn't mean it in a way. I wasn't intending it in a way, but I should have been more mm-hmm. careful with mm-hmm. how I went about that approach. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn from it, yeah. right? I had to learn, I had to get better from it. And so it, it's it's no excuse, but it is important to remember that the way we are talking to people, we too are people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are too are people who make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. consuming it. Yeah. The community is consuming it and probably unintentionally, Modeling the way that we interact with people based off what we see, right? Yeah. So we yeah. are what we consume in in a way, and so whatever we're ingesting and you know, yeah. watching, listening to, we model ourselves after whether yeah. we know we're doing it or not. And yeah. so there is kind of like a when you do have a, a space to influence people, taking it seriously, and it right. sounds like you do, which yeah. I think is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. If 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 every time you see a black or brown person who's been a victim of a crime, if every time you see a story like that where a mugshot is used, mm-hmm. how does that um, subconsciously play into racial bias, right? Mm-hmm. right? right. If that's what you're seeing every single time yeah. and you're not a person who has a lot of diversity naturally around mm-hmm. them in their life, yeah. that is the right, problem. You're yeah. taking mm-hmm. that in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really important that we are representing things correctly. So good. so good. I imagine it also takes a constant state of learning, kind of how you were saying right. in the very beginning, yes. like kind of being that sponge like all the time, mm-hmm. which can be exhausting right. also, right? <laughs> like kind of feeling like you're always on. I imagine there's a little bit of like, you're like, okay, I'm always being like on, like I'm always, I'm always being yeah. watched at, you know, yeah. I'm a, a public figure and you know, all of that. So I don't know if you can speak to, I mean, you kind of talked about it even in what was encouraging you, but Mm -hmm. even like, what does like taking care of yourself and seeing yourself as like giving Mm -hmm. yourself the same trauma informed approach to, you know, like what does self care look like? How do you take care of yourself as you're constantly learning, constantly adjusting, you know, all of these things in your reporting. That's good. Yeah. I I think my faith plays a big role in it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a, that's a big one for me. And I would say, honestly, sometimes I just have to turn things off and catch up later. I mean, I don't get to do that a whole lot because I, there needs to be a sense yeah. of it. I know what's yeah, going right. on and the news doesn't stop, right. not even for holidays. Yeah. So there's that. But I think there has to be a sense of giving your mind a break. And that's mm-hmm. what I, I do try to do, whether that's uh, yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not a professional painter, but I do like painting canvases. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's So I like 
decorated my balcony to oh, like yeah. set it up or you're you know painting canvases outside it's too cold right now but it's yeah we're getting the, there the, the <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> to yeah, the warm weather we're getting there right you'll see jazzy out on her balcony <laughs> just painting her canvas you know it's nothing special it's not something i can sell mm -hmm. it's just something that i enjoy and it yeah. slows me down yeah right because it takes it's something that takes time like you can't just rush through mm -hmm. so i think I, I try to find things like that because the news is very much go 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 right mm -hmm. And I try to find activities that force me to say, you can't rush through this. Mm -hmm. There's no deadline. There's no expectation on the other side, right? Like this, this work, I'm not doing this work to sell it. I'm mm -hmm. not doing this work for someone else. Yeah. This is literally just for me, for me, yeah. right? And so I think taking the time to do that. And I would say lastly is you can't pour from an empty cup, mm. right? Yep. You have to have people around you that are pouring into you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like your mentorship program, that's mm -hmm. why it's so important, yeah. right? Because I bet a lot of the clients that you deal with are probably running into others like themselves mm -hmm. where they may be trying to pour, they're trying to heal themselves, mm -hmm. they're trying to help others, they're trying to yeah. maybe take care of their families, yeah. their kids, mm -hmm. right? Like there's so much that they're trying to do, but that's where the mentor comes in, not just as a sort of a, a speaking ground, but as a place is let me pour into you today, yeah. right? Yeah. You need that. Mm -hmm. uh, I have mentors that are older than me and I have mentors that are my age and you know that can sort of walk through life with mm -hmm. me but there needs to be a sense of of community we weren't built to go through this life alone yeah so good yeah that's one of our kind of pillars is that I mean yeah. relationship is one of our core values like we mm -hmm. just understand that that you know we don't want to go through life alone we've mm -hmm. talked before on the podcast about just the litany of people that we had built into our lives mm -hmm. and and let alone yeah. ones that we've sought out and the girls that we're working with often don't have that naturally yeah. and they don't know how or where or not they're not thinking to seek it out for themselves yeah. either. Yeah. And so entering a space where there is kind of a built in community is powerful. Yeah. 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 It can really change somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. And reminding them that that is theirs to take, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times that community that they may they may have had was taken from them yeah. because of their situation right, right? it was mm -hmm. forcefully taken from them so now it's almost like how do i build a relationship mm -hmm. what is a friend yeah what does that look like yeah. right mm -hmm. what's the expectation mm -hmm. of that relationship mm -hmm. or situationship mm -hmm. or whatever else it is <laughs> situation mm -hmm. right like, you know what I'm like i mean for real right. like you're just yeah. like because because that piece was taken right yeah. right mm -hmm. from them and so I think there's a sense of reminding others of saying look this is yours to have mm -hmm. right this is this is yours this belongs to you you can have healthy friendships yeah. you can have healthy relationships yeah. you can have, and you can have a healthy relationship with yourself mm -hmm. right that's also something that was probably taken from them yeah. mm -hmm. and so I think it's like almost like flipping that power switch, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I think that that was very powerful for me in my yeah. healing. Yeah. I'll say it's flipping the power switch. Yeah, yeah, love that. This has been so, so good. And I, I don't want to miss an opportunity to maybe as we wrap up to kind of talk through the people who are listening to our conversation mm -hmm. likely are not in the same industry as you, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But this does, and we kind of alluded to this earlier, mm -hmm. this does affect everyone because we're bumping up against people that have been mm -hmm. in traumatic. So 
do you have like any last thoughts or like or or have seen how this plays out just in your everyday life, not in your necessarily yeah, workplace, news, where yeah. we can just be aware of how we're interacting yeah. and do it in a way that brings healing instead of hurt? Yeah, I find that when you take the time to uplift others, you naturally uplift yourself. Mm-hmm. I think. There's sort of this this lie, if you will, um, where sometimes most people naturally, including myself, sometimes think, all right, if I'm giving, 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 all I'm do- I'm taking from me. I don't mm-hmm. have anything left for me, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, when you do give, that is how you're almost pouring back into yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Anytime I, I spend time with someone like Alexis or um, with people that I'm interviewing or people in my daily life, my community, my Monday night group, mm-hmm. you know, the girls that I love listening and pouring back into them, even if we the conversation never gets on what I'm going through, mm-hmm. if I'm able to motivate them, keep them accountable in any kind of way, challenge them, I leave feeling stronger mm-hmm. and that really is how that we are set up we 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 all naturally have this ability to give this this natural sense of humanity mm-hmm. right for others yeah and that's important to i think stick with yeah. so i would say you know for those who maybe aren't in the field or in this field find the little things that you can do every day mm-hmm. right like I ran, I ran into a lady just outside before we did this podcast. Didn't know her. She she was walking into the building and she was like, "Are you lost?" And I was like, "No, no, no. I'm looking for Jessica. Like, I, I think I'm on the wrong side of the building. Whatnot." And uh, she's like, "Okay, just you know, want to see if you're good." And she she's walking up the steps and she turns around. And she's like, "You know what? You look really pretty today." Aw. <laughs> and that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. But that made my day. Yeah. Like she doesn't know that I had such a long work day yesterday yeah. and getting up this morning, I was <laughs> running late. Yeah. I didn't even have my breakfast. I only had my tea, right? And I'm running it. It's raining outside. Yeah. Like, and I'm just trying to rush and like make it happen, mm-hmm. right? But that one comment, I mean, it just, it blessed me. Yeah. It really yeah. did. It probably she, took like little to nothing for her to just it turn really around. It really did. She just turned around. She said, you look really pretty today. Amazing. Have to move it. I don't know her name. I don't know who she is, but that made my day. That's amazing. And I, I find that if you, if again, going back to my dad's story, if you can't build the water filtration system, get the bucket. Right. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what does that bucket of water look like in your life? Mm. Who are you serving there? Is it just one person? Great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's going to, at the end of the day, bless you because you've made yeah. it. It is. It is. You feel, it you, up. Mm-hmm. you feel uplifted. You feel mm-hmm. reassured. You feel um, another sense of your endurance is built up. Mm-hmm. And purpose. Right. And purpose. And, yeah. I, and I feel like the other thing that, like, as you both were just kind of sharing back and forth, I was thinking it, like it connects us to one another It does when we're giving or, you know, or on the receiving end mm-hmm. either, you know, either way, like it's just one small little connection, or maybe it's a really grand scale connection. Mm-hmm. Either way, I feel like just being connected to one another is so yeah. profound. And that's what keeps us going is connection. Yeah. I feel like it goes all the way back to the, again, the Monday night group, you know, of, yeah. of your girlfriends, like just being in community with one another. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Good. It's important. It's mm-hmm. important. Well, I yeah. know that you want to talk to 
you wanted me to speak to people who maybe are outside this industry, but I'd love to read something from Alexis. Please do. Um, yeah. this, is, this is really for the girls and boys who have experienced any kind of abuse or trafficking. Mm-hmm. This is a poem written by Alexis Kierica Martin. It's titled Home is Freedom. Mm-hmm. Wishing I could go home, lost in the girl that's afraid all alone. Wishing I could go home was once a thought. Wishing for family that said they never would, but forgot. Wishing I could go home came to a stop, realizing home isn't a place for you to go, but a feeling in the soul. A safe place for your heart and mind to go, a space in your head that protects you from past destruction and debris. Home is confused as being free. Free from prison walls, I am not. Free to tell my story, they cannot stop. Freedom is always there for you to find. Look in the cracks of your mind. Only in my body do they bind. I'm like mist finding any way out, bursting under the door with a shout. I want freedom for the kids that know no childhood. I want freedom from the bad to see the good. Only temporarily am I trapped behind these prison gates, but day by day do my chains break. Mm. Soon my journey for physical freedom escape, emerging as a woman with more than just a dream but a destiny. Push and shove, they can all continue to test me. All will see there's a change in me. I am mentally set free. No longer does he have control. No longer am I just surviving, playing a role. Today and every day, I'm fighting towards a goal. This poem is written for other survivors of human trafficking to give them hope. Mm. That was from Alexis Martin. Thank you, Alexis. And thank you, Jasmine, of course. Wow, I feel speechless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was beautiful. She's and good. what a gift yeah. for her to want to give something. Yeah. You know, and yeah. not remain inside herself but yeah. to feel like she wants to give is beautiful yeah i love that yeah well i hope that encourages someone out there who's ever listening that it is possible to even be in the worst situations whether it's prison whether you feel physically trapped is that freedom is still yours yeah. mm-hmm. it's still yours to have despite any circumstance it's a good word i I don't know how to wrap up any differently than just making a hard shift. I just wanted to sit in that pause for a long time. But Mm -hmm. I I don't want to miss an opportunity for us to share that you're going to be with our community again very soon. Yes! Come (laughs) join us, y'all, for Illuminate. We are so excited. It's going to be at the Speakeasy on April 21st. April 21st, Mm -hmm. which is a Friday, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Tickets are still. They're on sale. They're on sale. sale. I will be there, y'all. We need your help. We need your support for all that Allies is doing. Mm -hmm. And honestly, let's just go and have some fun. It's the best time of the year. So Mm -hmm. good. So fun to get to dress up. Just be in a room full of people that just like are super passionate and hear about what we're doing and and how you can link arms and be a part of it. But mostly having fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have fun. It's it's a it's a night out a little bit. Uh Find a babysitter. babysitter, Put it on your schedule now. You got you got a month basically to Mm -hmm. go. But I'm gonna see you there. Listen, your girlfriends get those boys from Um, church. Yes, (laughs) yes, date night. Listen, I met my husband at Illuminate. She did. True story. You never know what might happen. You never know what might happen. Y'all. You have no idea. And the thing is, I'm going to invite both of them and just not see, tell them that I did that. It's, it's perfect. the best. Yeah. I hope that happens. I can't wait to see. Well, thanks for joining us. And I'm so glad that we'll just continue to to be in relationship and, you know, work with each other. And I can't wait for Illuminate, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Lots of fun. thanks for tuning in. Thanks.
Thank you for joining us for the Everyday Advocate podcast. We hope you left inspired to make a difference in your community wherever you are today. Be sure to check out our show notes for any resources we mentioned today. We release a new episode every Friday, so subscribe wherever you're listening from so you don't miss out. Feel free to give us a rating so we can help reach more people too. We'd also love to hear from you. You can email us at everydayadvocate at allies-inc.org. And you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore everyday underscore advocate. 